Hello and welcome to the 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards, live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais, thank you. Um, you'll, you'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking, I never did. Um, NBC clearly don't care either, fifth time. So, I mean, Kevin Hart, was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. <laughs> Lucky for me, the Hollywood foreign press can barely speak English, and they've no idea what Twitter is, so I got offered this gig by fax. So let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all going to die soon, and there's no sequel. So, yeah. Remember that. Um, but you all look lovely, all doled up. You came here in your limos. I came here in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, no. Shush. It's her, it's her daughter I feel sorry for, okay? That must be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs. So, Lots of big celebrities here tonight. I mean, legends, icons, yeah? Look, at this table alone. Uh, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro. But... <laughs> Baby Yoda. Uh, oh, that's, that's Joe Pesci, sorry. Um, I love you, man. Don't have me whacked. Um, but tonight isn't just about the people in front of the camera. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. <laughs> He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Look, talking of all you perverts, it was a big year... It was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, <laughs> fifth time. So, we were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just, no. <laughs> It was mostly white people, and I thought, nah, not on my watch. So, maybe next year. Let's, let's see what happens. No one cares about movies anymore. No one goes to cinema. No one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This show should just be me coming out going, well done, Netflix, you win everything. Good night. But no, no, we've got to drag it out for three hours. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. That, that's a show about a man who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer. And it's still more fun than this, OK? <laughs> Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> you had to make your own way here in your own plane, didn't you? Right. But m seriously, most films are awful. Lazy. Remakes. Sequels. I've heard a rumour that there might be a sequel to Sophie's Choice. I mean, 
That'd just be Meryl Streep going, well, it's got to be this one then. <laughs> All the best actors have jumped to Netflix and HBO, you know. And the actors who just do Hollywood movies now do fantasy adventure nonsense. They wear masks and capes and really tight costumes. Their job isn't acting anymore. It's going to the gym twice a day and taking steroids, really. Have we got, a, have we got an award for most ripped junkie? No. No point. We know he'd win that. Um, Martin Scorsese, the greatest living director, made the news for his controversial comments about the Marvel franchise. He said they're not real cinema and uh, they remind him of theme parks. I agree. Although I don't know what he's doing hanging around theme parks. He's not big enough to go on the rides, is he? <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> right. The Irishman was amazing. It was amazing. Um, that, it was. My, my, it was great. Uh, long, but amazing. Um, it wasn't the only epic movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. So, <laughs> even Prince Andrew's like, come on, Leo, mate, you know. You're nearly 50, son. Um, the world got to see James Corden as a fat pussy. <laughs> he was also in the movie Cats, but no one saw that. Um, and the reviews, oh, shocking. I saw one that said, this is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs, right? <laughs> But Dame Judi Dench defended the film, saying it was the role she was born to play. Because she... I can't do this next joke. <laughs> because she loves nothing better than plonking herself down on the carpet, lifting her leg and licking her... Furball. <laughs> Furball. She's old school. Um, it's the last time, who cares? <laughs> oh. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and... So... It's already three hours long. Right, let's do the first award. The first award... The first award is for best actor in a television series, musical or comedy. To present the award are a couple of actors off the telly. What can I say? Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Gunners, alongside Brandon Valentine. Hello, hello. Oh, man. For those of you who missed the uh, 
That's the first time I've got to to watch or listen to the whole thing. I kept and, hearing stuff about it, and that's why I did the whole the whole opening monologue. Normally, eight minutes to start the show's pretty long for us. No, oh, but but if you miss the Golden Globes, um, that just made me love Ricky Gervais more. Yeah, I mean, I loved him to begin with. I've always thought he was funny. I've always loved Ricky Gervais, but that is like okay, you're now you're now my new John Cleese. Did almost. that really not come off as a guy who was told before he went on stage? This is the last thing you do on television. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, I mean, he's just he's like, like, really? like, fuck it, let's party. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, he lit into everything. Well, and it's 99% of, of the stuff I 100% agree with. Well, it's one of those things, too. I mean, anybody who watches British comedy at all understands the british aren't don't get butt hurt over every little fucking thing yeah you listen to british comedians i just sent you a link to one that you should watch about michael jackson and it's yeah it, <laughs> it's a good one and it's someone's someone sent me when i said something but i love british comics because they give no fucks yeah and he's like oh then you got to listen to this one and see and i'm like and he expected me to be all like oh my god i'm like that is fucking amazing i love it <laughs> you know and I think that's one of the biggest problems right now with a lot of comedy is there are so many people, they're so worried to tell a joke, they're going to piss somebody off that it's like they've taken some of the... You can be funny without pissing people off, but what Ricky Gervais just did, you know there's people that are pissed. Oh, It's all over Twitter and Facebook. You and should have seen there. the crowd reactions to some of them. But it was funny, and I loved it. Tom I Hanks was awesome. wasn't too happy about the Felicity Huffman joke. Like well, You could just see it in Tom's face. You're like... Uh, but, but that was one of those do I laugh or <laughs> but the reason too with the comp going back to having to watch what you say in comedy you've always had to wa- you've always had that thought in your head anyways yeah. like oh man is this is this too far is this did I cross the line you know you've always thought that but now that line has been pushed closer to you yeah and if you cross that line anymore it's not only do you maybe not get booked at that club again or you piss off a core group of people that aren't going to come watch your shows anymore. It's, it's you're blackballed. You get blackballed, and I've watched, I've seen it, in in the Northwest comedians where someone has crossed a line that people didn't like, and the mob mentality suddenly is like boom, and they just, I mean, hey, the guy is fucking blackballed. Yeah, and I've seen it happen to multiple people, and you know, guys and girls both, but most of the time it's a guy, and sometimes it's it's warranted, but other times it's like he crossed a line. He used a joke that probably shouldn't have been used. But, I mean, honestly, if you go back and look at some of the stuff that both of us have said oh, on stage. I still say. That, yeah. That some of the stuff I don't I care, but I don't, but I don't try to get booked, so I'm not, I'm not that worried. I'm sure people would be like, oh, you know, listen to what these fuckers said. And it's like, yeah, I did. I said it on stage. And I'm not going to be one to, you know, I have the one joke where I talk about, you know, work and, you know, getting a blowjob from you. And the person's name's Jesse. Partly because we have a friend named Jesse, and that makes it funny to me. But otherwise, Jesse is a gender-neutral name. I never use a pronoun, nothing, because it's like I'm like trying not to be make it, you know, a sexual comment. It's supposed to be a joke. Yeah, it. I don't know. I thought the opening but that, monologue that's awesome. was fantastic. No, it is. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, attacking Leo, who's one of the biggest stars, was fucking great. Uh, he attacked The Irishman, which is a oh, yeah. huge show right now on Netflix or movie. You know, he... Oh, he went after everybody. It Apple. was like nobody, yeah. Nobody was... I, and I, then he just went after Hollywood. Yeah. Where he's like, you guys will work for Apple, who has freaking factories that, in China. That joke is great. And blah, blah, blah. And then you'll well, sit then there you and bitch about... Well, then you add Disney Plus and yeah. uh, 
Amazon, which has had their share of, yeah. you know. You'll work for all of these, but then you'll get on your high horse. He's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I, awesome. didn't, I didn't watch the show. I've watched no, clips. I've never yet. I've um, seen bits and pieces of it, but it's. I, I caught the beginning of the opening monologue because it came on right after the Seahawks game. Okay, yeah. And I changed it before that came on. We were, well, we were getting up and ready to leave and go to dinner. So it was just kind of playing in the background noise, but I didn't catch all of it. So I yeah. had to watch it when I got home. And then, of course, you end up in a rabbit hole, and I was watching a lot of the different speeches. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of, from what I saw anyways. Now, I didn't watch them all, but from what I saw, and some of the people that I thought would, there wasn't a whole lot of political speech. No. A lot of the, uh, I guess what you would call publicity speech or whatever was all for the uh, wildfires in yeah. Australia right now. Which is, I mean, something that people should be looking at. <coughs> uh, I, was, I only saw like one or two pieces as like we were changing because we were watching, you know, stuff on the DVR. So as it was changing, there was a couple things that I saw because, you know, it was on that channel because we'd watch the game. But yeah, um, Joaquin Phoenix. What did he win for? Did he win something for the Joker? Best actor. Nice. He should have. He's out there. He might be the Joker. Oh, I've heard he's out of his fucking mind. He. That's why. I mean, he took a long, like, took a step back for a long time. Like, he, of all the speeches I watched, he's the only one they had to turn on music to get off the stage. Oh yeah. And it was, it was hard. It was hard to comprehend. Uh, NBC did a horrible job, as you saw in the monologue. NBC did a horrible job of beeping words. They put blocks of silence. So not only did you miss the swear word, but you missed the other words that went around it. So so much of Joaquin Phoenix's speech, you you miss because he was swearing. Yeah. Um, he he did talk about Australia, and this was one of the things I thought was kind of cool. He did talk about Australia, but he said at the same time, he goes, "Don't just get up here and ask people for your prayers. Like you guys are the ones with money. Go do something about it. Yeah. Like now, you know." Don't just come up here. But he was, I guess, the Golden Globes, this was the first time, and it's the first award show ever, went completely plant-based. All the food served was vegan. Oh, weird. Yeah, and he loved it. You know, he's like, yeah. I've never eaten at one of these before because I'm vegan, and, yeah. you know. Um, the other one, the other things I took away were, that I thought were cool anyways, was Tom Hanks won the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Uh, I mean, and I saw Ellen won the other one, and Ellen won uh, the Carol Burnett. Yeah, the Cecil B. DeMille Award. It's basically for your lifetime achievement or whatever. Yeah, how can you not? I mean, you just look oh, yeah, at Tom I mean, Hanks' Tom works, Hanks. you know, and it's uh, from Booze and Buddies to yeah, and you no. just keep going. You oh, yeah. know, Booze and Buddies, Mermaid. Then all of a sudden, you start getting. It was a the... bunch of like fratty type shows. Yeah. you know, slapsticky comedy. He had one that was a bachelor party. The bachelor the party. Bachelor party. He had the Burbs. The Burbs. Yeah. Joe versus Volcano. Yeah, you know all those kind all of those just funny, slapsticky weird slapstick comedy. Splash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlie Theron is the one who brought him up, and she was talking about Splash and how she had the VHS tape, mm -hmm. and she I watched did. it so many times that it snapped, and she had to fix it with masking tape so she could keep watching it. Yeah, uh, I had the VHS tape, but I watched it for completely different reasons she did probably. And then I learned something, and I think it's good I learned it, but Kate McKinnon's gay. Oh, yeah, I did, because I saw the Ellen. I did see her talk about the Ellen thing, but it, I just, I never. 
So she's the one who brought Ellen up. Yeah. But she talks about being gay and how... And how Ellen helped her. Yeah. Well, and it was weird, too, because me and Benton, because it happened to be like that was one of the times, and then I stopped it because I wanted to see her speech. And she was talking about it. And then after it happened, we were talking, and I mean, Benton didn't even realize that it's like Ellen was the first, like, mainstream superstar, basically, like, on it. To come out on her show. It's like before that... to come out in the middle of her career, even. Yeah, in the middle of her career. I mean, it was on her show, in the middle of her career, all of a sudden, it's like... I'm gay. And he was just kind of like, well, what do you mean? I mean, th- and I'm like, that wasn't normal before. No. You didn't come out as, as gay and continue to have a career. No, and she took lots of backlash. Sponsors no. leaving her yeah. show, you know, advertising ads dropping out, all that type of shit. But, uh, yeah. but I didn't know Kate McKinnon was gay. And like I said, maybe this is, because I'm old enough to remember the Ellen thing. It was, yes. I mean, fuck, it was huge news oh, it was huge. everywhere. Um, but... Not knowing Kate McKinnon and loving Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, her impression or impersonations on Saturday Night Live are fantastic. Oh, yeah. She's an amazing. Uh, her doing the Justin Bieber, her doing uh, Ellen herself. Uh, she's done Ellen on the show too, where she comes out dressed as Ellen. Yeah. On the Ellen show, um, she's fantastic. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just she's funny. Oh, she's amazing. She's yeah. There's a couple others. I mean, I've seen her in a couple the, of recent. Well, the, the spy movie with uh, oh that one Mila actually, Kunis. Oh yeah. That was actually a really good movie. Yeah. And, I mean, she did Kate McKinnon's... The, the spy who dated... The spy who dumped me. Who dumped me there. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Um, you know, super funny, but I had no clue. So I was just watching something the other day that she was in, but... Which, like, normally when SNL hires, because we knew... I knew when SNL hired the, um, the Asian... I'm trying to think what descent he was, but... I think yeah, he was Chinese it. descent. I think so. But that was big news. Like... SNL hires first yeah. Chinese-American, period, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't remember Saturday Night Live hires gay woman. Which I think is honestly, in a lot of ways... Well, it's good. ...is awesome, because... We're not worried about that anymore. Yeah, and that shouldn't be how she's defined. Yeah. You know, and I think that's been one of my biggest problems a lot of times with a lot of these, is it's like, you're defining her as, you know... A gay woman, and it's like, that's not what she is. She's Kate McKinnon, and she's fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying that would have been, you know, and that's, no, she's an amazing actress. No. And I, I mean, yeah. I mean, super funny. I don't know. I'm not going to go amazing actress yet. I would need to I mean, see, I would need to see some more serious roles. I mean, honestly, 20 years ago, would you have gone, Adam Sandler's an amazing actor? No. Yeah. You'd go, he's a comedic genius. Like, yeah. He can write comedy movies. He's really good at slapstick. You know. And I but, mean she but I mean I don't know, she's been multiple roles and I mean she's I, I don't I don't think of her in any like what? I mean Ghostbusters That's that's a comedy. I guess it is. I mean mostly they are. <laughs> like I'm just trying to think. You know. Isn't she in oh, that's what I'm actually was looking to see what else she's in. Because I swear I just saw her in something. But it's like you know, Will Ferrell. I think the couple of serious roles he's tried, he's failed. I know you don't like Will Ferrell in general. I don't like him. I mean, and it's one of those things with Will Ferrell for me. It's not that I don't necessarily. I just, I feel like after, I don't know, his second or third role, it's the same fucking character in every damn movie. It was the same with Adam Sandler. You were just younger and enjoyed that type of humor. Exactly. And I'm just, at this age now, I mean, I'll. Same with Chris Farley. 
Go yeah, ahead. Probably. Yeah, okay. Black Sheep, yeah. Tommy Boy, Beverly it Hills was. Ninja. I mean, it was, but I mean, it was just, <laughs> and like I said, I guess it's just the age. I mean, I'm at an older age now, and I just, I don't, I don't enjoy it. I still enjoy it. I mean, I, but, but I still enjoy Chris Farley and all those, but. Because they bring back a nostalgia factor. Yeah, true. You know, don't get me wrong, there's, there's some things. But I mean, it's kind that of I enjoyed I back then that I don't enjoy anymore. Like, but yeah. it's very rare. Like, I like to say my tastes have never changed. Yeah, they've just grown to like newer things. Yeah, I mean, my taste in music, my taste for eighties pop, which is what I grew up with, has gone nowhere. However, mm-hmm. my taste for today's pop Ooh. is not very good. You yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. my taste for Old fashioned country. We've talked about this numerous times. Oh yeah, I like love old it. Fashioned. There's very few country stars now that I can even tolerate listen to, let alone why I would consider it good. No. Um, you know, it's just that type of thing. There's cartoons. There's cartoons that are god awful. Cartoons that are fucking god awful from mm-hmm. that we watched, but because they have that nostalgia value, and that's True. what we had to watch as kids. But, yeah. That I love still to this day. But I still think Chris Farley is a better. I mean, not just the nostalgia. I just think as... I just think he was a better comedic actor than Will Ferrell. Is that because he didn't have time to make shit movies? I mean, that's probably true. It might be. Because two of his three were shit. What? Black Sheep is a shit movie. Oh, it's freaking... Black Sheep... That's Tommy Boy. Oh, that is Tommy Boy, isn't it? Black Sheep's the one that takes place in Yakima where his brother's running for governor. Oh, and he's really high and he's in the car doing like five miles an hour? Do you know how fast you were going? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's funny parts to that movie. Yeah. They put out that movie on almost the exact same premise as Tommy Boy, a fucking moron ruining his family's <laughs> job or career that now has to true. save it. Yeah, Black With David Sheep. Spade helping him. Yeah, Black Sheep really wasn't. Yeah, that's true. And, and I guess it's put kind it of out, one of those I, I keep thinking. I yeah. think it came out within nine months to a year of Tommy Boy. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, did you see what Tommy Boy did? Well, let's fucking do it again. Yeah. You know, without taking the time to write something, without changing yeah. it. Like, let's just do it. Let's just do it and throw in a couple extra And bits. then Beverly Hills Ninja, I'm not even sure, had funny parts. Yeah, that was. That was a rough. Almost that's Heroes. Part for me is Tommy Boy is about the only one I can really. And then it's everything else he was in. The Adam Sandler movies where he now, played the parts like in freaking. Uh, uh, when he goes back to school, uh, the bus when he's the bus driver he's and the Billy, bus Ma- driver. Billy Madison, yeah, that that cameo is great. The other, my other favorite cameo is probably in uh, Dirty Work, which is the Norm Macdonald movie with uh, Artie Lang, and he plays a local at a bar who ends up getting his nose bit off by a Saigon whore. Nice, and like. It's he's funny. He's fantastic, and, and, and I guess, it's, yeah, it's a little bit more of a cameo than the bus driver part. Like he's got a few more scenes, but he's definitely not even a co-star of the movie. Like you maybe only still get seven to eight minutes of screen no. time with him, but he has more lines. Where really the only lines is when he's talking to himself driving the bus. I'll pull this goddamn bus over right now. I swear to God, you yeah. know, throw one more thing. And then when he's eating the sack lunches. Yeah. And I guess that's just it. I mean, I, I think I, I, I keep forgetting that really, I mean, he only had the three movies, but it's just I keep thinking of everything. Well, I forgot Almost Heroes, no. which is, I think that was his last movie with, uh, and it was with the dude from, the guy that played Chandler. Mm, yeah. Uh, Matthew Perry. Oh. And it was like a Wild West movie. Yeah, see, I don't even remember that one. Yeah. 
And it was just kind of one of those ones I only remember, you know, really Tommy Boy and then all of his cameos. And then Saturday Night Live. I mean, how can you forget the motivational speaker? I mean, you know, I live in a band. Oh, my the river. Gap Girls. And, yeah, Gap Girls. Uh, I mean, and that's it. Chicago fans. And see, Will Ferrell, I've never. Whoa. Oh, come on. What, he did the cheerleader thing? The Spartans were fucking fantastic, oh, freaking, yeah. first of all. Annoyed the crap out of the me. The Spartans were it. fucking fantastic. I couldn't stand that one. Uh, one of the greatest skits ever. No. Ev- no, not not the Spartans. One of the greatest skits ever on Saturday Night Live is Will Ferrell. Which one? More Cowbell. With fucking Christopher Walken. Okay, that one is. But uh, it's been my, voted on by the people. Like it's just one of the greatest. I think it's top five skits ever on SNL. But is it Will Ferrell or Christopher Walken that makes it? It's the fucking cowbell. Well, yeah. So I mean, and that's it's Will Ferrell. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just. If that dude, that dude could walk around for the rest of his life, and he could be so haggard and trashed on anything that nobody recognizes him, and he pulls out a fucking cowbell. And people are going to go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I also think Anchorman. I, Anchorman was never one of my favorite movies. Is probably better than just about all of Farley outside of Tommy Boy. I don't know what it is about Anchorman. I never enjoyed it. I don't even, I don't like to. I've seen it once and I'm like, yeah, I don't want I, I don't oh know. Oh my God, I love again. Anchorman. I can't Ron stand Burgundy it. is a but it's one of those great things, character. Like you think Elf is one of the greatest and I can't stand it. Elf is fantastic. Can't stand Elf. Not, I'm trying to think what else he's got. Talladega Nights is pretty good. That's about one of the very few. I do like Talladega Nights. Ta- Talladega Nights is pretty good. I mean, he's made some shit, like kicking and screaming, I think. Is that what it was called, The where he was a soccer coach? I think so. And then there was the and Blades it, of Glory. Yeah, I, I was not that a fan was, of Blades of was, I wasn't a fan of uh, that was junk. the semi-pro, where he was Jackie Moon, the basketball player, the semi-pro basketball player. Oh, yeah, that was horrible, too. Like, that did nothing for me. I know a lot of people liked it. And that could be one of those things I only saw it once, and who knows? Maybe it's like Napoleon Dynamite. The first time I watched Napoleon Dynamite, I went, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And then my sister loved it, so it was on all the time. And I'm like... Maybe I need to watch that one again, because I think I've only seen it once, and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. It, it, it took me a while to get some of the jokes, because I'm I'm pretty much a straightforward, just tell me how it is joke guy. Like, that's the type of comics I like, that's the type of... Like, just hit me with it. Like, throw the punchline yeah. and smack me in the face with it. And a lot of those are slow burners. And that's one of those ones. I mean, I do like a few slow burners, but it felt like that entire movie is a slow burner. And then, in my mind, at least when I remember watching it, because I, like I said, I watched it once, and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I never watched it again. And it was one of those, a lot of the ones, they were slow burners. And when I did finally get them, I'm like, yeah, that's dumb. No, I, I liked it. <laughs> and and it, maybe it, it took a long time. Like I said, maybe it's one of those ones that maybe I just need to go back yeah. and watch it again. It, it took a long, long time of watching that movie over and over and over again to be like, okay, this is pretty genius. Like, yeah. I, I like it, you know. Yeah. I was saying, going back to the Golden Globes, the <coughs> only thing I saw was the Ellen Generous, which I thought was, and only I only saw Kate McKinnon, and I didn't even see Ellen come up. Once Ellen came up, I'm like, cool, I saw what I wanted to see. Him with the uh, Ellen was pretty funny. I've always she thought was, Ellen was funny. She, well, I mean, she, she has is. moments. No, no, Ellen's hilarious. If you go back and watch her actual stand-up, her stand-up's pretty fucking good. Yeah, she was pretty good back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and she went back into stand-up mode for her speech, just about. Oh, good. Oh, wow. She, she's like, she got up there and she started talking. I think a lot of people forget that that's how she started. And she's like, uh, I'm going to make this quick. You know what? I'm not going to make this quick. I'm winning a special award. They're not going to play me off. 
I can be up here as long as I want. <laughs> let me let me tell you how it started. It was whatever her birthday is, 1960-whatever, in Louisiana. But, and she just starts talking about how her mom pushed her have, out, blah, blah, blah. I might have to find that with speech. And, like, it, like it wasn't... It, and I, maybe because she's not quite old enough yet or what. It wasn't as, like, blow-you-away, heart-wrenching as you kind of thought winning this yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award type thing would be. Um, and she did do a lot of talking about Australia... But she's a huge animal activist. Like she's building yeah. stuff in Africa for different wildlife conservation. Yeah, and I did shit see like that. that. Yeah, uh, she's been doing that for a while. But uh, no, it, I mean it was funny. Yeah, it, it's definitely worth at least one watch. And like I said, she's one of those ones I think a lot of people forget. I mean, you see where she is now and everything else, and you're like, oh, she's kind of funny. And it's like, no, she comes from stand up. She was a straight she's been up doing her show twenty years. Yeah, that, and I don't think a lot that of number people... kind of blew me away. I was like, what? Because, I mean, the one thing is, is I remember they showed some of the clips of her doing stand-up, and most of those clips, she had, like, a freaking mullet. Yeah. So, I mean, it was the 80s and 90s. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I'd say the only other one I saw was Stalin Skarsgård. And his speech was, I actually, I thought was funny. He said something about, like, what someone told him a couple years ago, that, like, no one can tell how you're feeling because you don't have any eyebrows. And he's like, and I, they gave me eyebrows for this, and... I got this, and then he walks off the stage, and he like holds it up and walks off the stage. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you who won a lot of awards. I know Brad Pitt won Best Supporting Actor for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix won um, Best Actor. <sighs> that might be... I think Jennifer Aniston won something, because I thought I saw her at the podium. One of the headlines was that her and Brad Pitt's paths crossed or something. But I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. Yeah. I didn't pay a lot of attention to Benifer or whatever you want to call it, whatever they were known as. Ben and Jen or whatever. Yeah, Benifer, I think. Whatever they were fucking was known that, as. But that was something else. Uh, Benifer was Ben and, ben and Jennifer, Jennifer Gardner. Garner. Yeah, that's right. So, there were so many weird ones. But uh, no, I thought, I thought the speech was fantastic. And then, again, I'm just a huge Ellen fan. And I'm also a huge uh, uh, Tom Hanks fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks was sicker than shit. And you could hear it in his voice and even said, he goes, I'm on so much over the counter right now to even get me to this place today. <laughs> like, One of the things is I think Tom Hanks, for our generation, I mean, he's he's like Robin or Robin Williams in a way because he was our childhood. Yeah. I mean, think back Robin to Williams all Robin Williams was our childhood. Well, I know, but that's what they I mean. They started about the same time. They're, that's what I mean. They're both like yeah. our childhood. You know, Robin Williams and Tom Hanks were our childhood. I mean, think back to all the movies that we watched. I mean, it, most of the movies in my top ten, it has one of those two in it. You know, you've got Big, you've got, you know. See, I think Tom Hanks would probably even be more more of the childhood, like younger childhood than Williams. Even though, ha- even though Mork and Mindy and Bosom Buddies were... Only a few years apart. I think Mork and Mindy was first, like, late yeah. 70s, maybe 1980. And I remember watching Mork and Mindy in yeah. rerun. And then Booze and Buddies was, like, early, mm, early yeah, 80s. 80, 81. <clears throat> um, but then Robin Williams did more stand-up. I don't recall... I don't remember him doing a whole lot of movies. Especially that stuff that we could watch. It wasn't until the 90s, yeah. really, that all of a sudden he became... So more, I mean, I think he's the generation behind us. He's their childhood. Tom Hanks was ours. 
Because, I mean, Robin Williams, was he existed, but he wasn't, I mean... He was doing adult stuff. Yeah, I mean, you think back, and I mean, most of the movies of our childhood, I mean, big, you got Splash, you've got, you know, a bunch of those that were Tom Hanks. Yeah, again, though, like, I mean, we watched them, but I wouldn't consider them, like, childhood classics. Big, I would. Yeah. Big's one of those first movies that you introduce a child to after cartoons. Yeah. You're like, all right, time for you to watch an adult film. Oh, yeah. You know, a live action. Here you go. Big, Big's one of them. Um, you know, I mean, you could do the same thing now if you were raising a kid. You could do the same thing now with, like, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Be like, okay, now it's time to watch, you know, a human movie. Here, mm-hmm. here we go. Or Flubber. Mm-hmm. That movie's, um, yeah. Kids who are a little more adventurous. Don't mind a little, not that it was scary, but a little fear would be like Jumanji, just because I could see animal roaring, scaring yeah. some kids, you know, rhinos chasing you through the living room, freaking you out a little bit. Which I do have to say about Jumanji is I saw the new one, and I really like that they still keep... Alan Parrish. They keep going back to Alan Parrish and keep bringing him back. In fact, it was like I was watching it, and what's her name? BB. 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 From Cheers. I can't remember her full name, but the the lady who played Lilith. Okay. She pops up in the end, and she owns the diner. And you're looking at her, and I'm like, wait a minute. And then you go back, and I had to go back and search, and I'm like, she was the mom of the two kids in the original with the same name as she has now in the new one. Yeah. So it's like now they're they're tying it back again. Well, and they had it. Well, it was like carved, right? In they had Alan. Yeah, the, Alan was here. Yeah, in, in one of the logs or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they, they keep they they keep tying it back to that, and I, I really like that they've. I thought they, they've done really well taking over that movie. Yeah, where it had every chance to suck balls. Oh, it did. And I thought they've done really well with how they integrated it into the 21st century by going yes. into a video game and stuff like that. But you know, still keeping very good tribute to the original mm-hmm. without ruining the original or taking too much from the original and ruining yeah. the new one. You know, yeah. they're different enough. Like, you can watch yeah, the you, new one with having even, never yeah. seen the first one and fully enjoy it, but you're going to miss, like, why does that say Alan was here? Like, you're not going to understand. There's a couple, like, nuggets in there that you're like, wait yeah. a minute. But so. then again, you might not even think twice about it if you'd never seen the first one. You're yeah. like, okay, you know. And I will say that Danny DeVito and what's his name in the new one? It was a, Lover. The, Glover. I mean, it was, it, yeah. it was amazing to see, and it really shows me honestly that Kevin Hart, um, Jack Black, and uh, The Rock can actually do really good at acting. Because all of a sudden, it was like you could tell who was controlling each character by the way by the way that their personality changed on the screen. It's yeah, like, you know that was actually pretty. Why are pretty you pre- Why are you leaving Nebula out? Well, because. She, She's a really good actor anyway, but uh, you haven't seen it yet, have you? Why can't I think of her name? Uh, uh, I just keep wanting to call her uh, Amy Pond, but... I call her Nebula. Well, yeah, but, but. she was Amy Pond on Doctor Who. But there, and I don't want to say it with that, because if you haven't seen it, it kind of... She never... She's always the same person. Yeah. So that's kind of it. So the other ones actually change a little bit. So you kind of get to see that change in their acting. No, I... I really, I like I said, I haven't seen, the, I haven't seen the new one yet. It's I, I really got to get off my duff and make it. You to do because you haven't seen Star Wars yet either. I know, I know. I've been busy. I was busy this weekend. I want to start talking about all the fucking shit that happens. Been bu- I was busy again this weekend. You know what Sitting I do? Sitting on the Friday. couch whacking it is not busy. What I do Friday? Nothing. 
Next, you don't have time to send whack. You have too many kids. We went and got toilet paper. You know. <laughs> went and got toilet paper. It's like, oh, there's another good Will Ferrell movie, Old School. Okay, Old School, yeah. It's like, you gonna, you going to take this beer bong? Well, I'm, I'm kind of busy tomorrow. Tomorrow's Saturday. What do you got going on tomorrow? Quite a little nice afternoon, actually. Yeah. First, we're going to get up and go to the Home Depot. <laughs> like, that's basically my life. Um, Saturday, I, I had to take a radio birthday party. And then uh, we went to Aben Arcade. Nice. But I had to sit at that birthday party for like two hours and do nothing, which was pretty boring. Uh, we went to Aben Arcade, and then we went to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Your wife tried to take her finger off. Yeah, yeah, she smashed her hand in the door pretty good. And then uh, Sunday was Seahawks Sunday. Yeah. There was no going to the theater that day unless it was playing the goddamn game. Yeah. Which I saw the theater in Enumclaw did. Did they? They had uh, Blue Thunder down there, the Chalet or whatever. Oh, yes. And yeah. they played the game. Oh, that's awesome. It was a good game, too. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. It was. DK Metcalf. He suddenly freaking. I've, I've said it since day one. I know, and there's been a couple times I've gone on him, mainly because he was on my fantasy team and he dropped a few. But it's like you kept saying, he's a rookie. Keep watching him. He's going to do good. Yeah. That catch when he caught it and hit the ground and then stood up and went into the end zone, and you're like, Amber's like, well, he's down. And I'm like, no one touched him. Nope. <laughs> it's like he had the wherewithal to think, no one touched me. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Yeah. And that catch to seal the game. Oh, yeah. That, you know. And he knew it. The second he caught that and hit the ground, he's like, that's it. We're yep, done. Peace out. Gotta go. They did show quite a few middle fingers on TV, though. Did they? So they did a pan up from the field to the stands behind the end zone as they were right after that catch, right? Yeah. So that that catch happened. The timeout was called, and so they went to commercial, and they're panning up from the field and going up into the stands to go look at the sky, basically. And as they reached the crowd, there had to have been a group of 10 people, all of them hand fingers in the air, just fuck you. Yeah, because they knew it was over. Yeah. But just giving the bird. And it's one thing I know a lot of people talk about. What do you th- think about the uh, clowning when he hit him? I don't think there was a problem. I don't think it was. He, w- he went shoulder first. He went shoulder first, and he went down. That's what I was thinking. Is he was going down. Live just- speed. So even slow motion, you can see shoulder first. But when you slow it down, it looks like he throws his head above his shoulder afterwards. <clears throat> um, full speed, not a chance in hell. It is shoulder boom. Yeah. You know, um, I heard a very good argument about this whole thing today. So if you're on the Philadelphia Eagles and you're playing offense at that time, your size, I'm going to say offensive lineman, right? Your job to protect. And that hit happens and you think it's dirty. What are you doing? You're get, hitting somebody. You're either grabbing him or you're in the ref's face complaining, ask, begging for a flag, Yeah, you know, whatever. Nobody even picked Carson up, let alone complain, let alone nothing. Yeah. He went out and made, what, two more plays before yep. the series was over? And, you know, I, I just I don't see it. I don't if either. they want to find him because incidental contact is still finable. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, incidental contact is still flaggable. No. It's it's only flaggable if it's direct head-to-head. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where a guy catches the ball and ducks thinking he's going to get hit, 
and the head comes, you know, yeah. you're not trying to hit him in the head, but it just, but because so he bang, ducked bang. It, you know, because uh, I've seen that a lot where a guy lowers his shoulder and then all of a sudden the other guy ducks and the second he ducks, now you put your head in. You the know. NFL came out today and said they will not be suspending him and they're not even sure they're going to find him is what I took away from it. Well, it's one of those things I was listening to someone, <laughs> I think, what's it, Mitch Levy or whatever. He's on KSW Monday mornings after the games all the time. He used to be a big sports guy around here. But he was talking about it, and he's like, if it was like, whatever, Mitch Sue, Levy is the one who got busted in the Bellevue prostitute ring and lost his job on sports radio. Well, there you go, that guy. But he was talking about it, and he said, if it was one of those guys that they're known for dirty. They're known for dirty hits. They're known for doing something. They might look at this differently. But if you look at Clowney's career, there's nothing that, you know, yeah, just the one against Foles for the Eagles. Oh, yeah. I mean, he hits hard. He grabbed Foles' face mask and rammed his head in the ground. Well, you know, whatever happens. But, I mean, it's not... Now, but I, it, it, that's one time... I mean, it's I one of those... I understand the happened. Eagles being pissed. Your guy got knocked out of the game. Yeah. And that but, was... But, I mean, McCowan didn't do a bad job. Not really. at all. Not at all. It was still the same game plan but, that they were using. Run, run down our throats. Well, and they changed... And went to a lot of short pass. Well, yeah. Which actually was probably better. Oh, yeah, because uh, that one maybe bomb not, that he threw was... Maybe not, because of the way fucking Flowers played. They could have just done long pass after long pass to him. You he know. has it, and that's one thing I don't like about Flowers. He has the games where he will just do amazing, and then other times it's like, what the fuck, man? I look at Flowers' season this year, where last year you looked at him and went, okay, he's a rookie, but this is pretty good. Like, I can work with this. And then this year he's digressed... Guess who else did that? Shaquille Griffin. His rookie year, you looked at him and went, "Ah, dude's a rookie." Like, but this is yeah, this is gonna be awesome. And then last year, you're like, "Get this fucking guy off the team. He is shit." And this year, he should be a Pro Bowler. Yeah, like he, the only reason he doesn't have the interceptions, but he is shutting people down. Yeah, for and ta- his tackles are beautiful. Like everything. And maybe that's just it. Maybe we just need to give him another year and he'll go for it. You know it, that so. sophomore slump thing. Um, I think even Pete Carroll said neither one of those were like really egregious pass interferences, and if he just would turn his head to look at a ball, he wouldn't even have to touch him because both times he would have had a chance at the ball. Yeah, like the balls weren't thrown perfect enough to where it was just a receiver's ball. I mean, the the second one he got, it hit his hand. Yeah, it didn't hit the receiver's hand; it hit his hand. And if his head had been turned, but because. His head wasn't turned, and his arms were in between the receiver's arms. You know? Yeah. I mean, I get the calls. I thought, and I'm going to step out. A lot of people aren't gonna, won't do this, being a Seahawks fan. I thought they missed some calls, though, on, on us, against us, which is rare because we yeah. had called for so many penalties. But they had the one where I thought McCown got hit late. Oh, yeah, there was. And it was the series after that we got that same call against Russell Wilson. You know, Russell was blasted late. Yeah. But that would have been a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. And I believe at that time they were already in field goal range. It was one of the times they kicked a field goal. And you're just like, I'll take it. It, Yeah. It worked for my team, but that's a bullshit call, you know. I mean, there was a couple times where I was like, eh. But every once in a while, things need to work out for us. Yeah, they do. I just wish it wouldn't have been that game, which I had no problem. Like, I had no fear of us losing that game. I'd like to see some calls this weekend that go our way. Oh, what, when we go out to, to Green, Green Bay? Bay? Yeah. It's going to be interesting because it's one of those things that, you know, really, I mean, you look at Green Bay this year, they haven't done, they're, they're pretty much like the Seahawks. They haven't done anything hugely 
amazing. They've they just won, two won more games. games. Well, that's it. They've just won games. But there's nothing that like there's nothing in their numbers that stand out really. Here's the number besides that, the wins. Here's the number that stands out to me. The, the Seahawks in the history differential. of the Seahawks have only won one time in Lambeau Field. It was 1999. It's time to change that. Russell Wilson is four and three against Aaron Rodgers. All four wins at home. Two of those wins was the fail Mary. Which is a win. Still a W. And it is, but it's not a Russell Wilson W. No. And the other win oh, was, was that, that looking, onside oh. kick that the guy should have. The guy lost his career after that. He never played again for touching that ball when he wasn't when he was supposed to be a blocker. Yeah. And we won that game. Those that's so that's two of the. Well, four. that was that one that we came back like from twenty something down. Right? Yeah, yeah, that and was the one where Curse had that big. Curse had dropped everything all game long and then and caught like that, that yeah. big long one. Uh, no. It was an amazing comeback, but still, not a Russell Wilson win. No. When a guy blows his job, like it wasn't just, wasn't the guy that was supposed to catch it who got hit and fumbled. No. This is the guy who's supposed to remain on the ground blocking people and decided he was going to play hero. Yeah. So. And never played again. And I know Seattle used to, last few years it hasn't been this way, but Seattle used to have that fear in all teams to come here and play. Green Bay's never lost that. Yeah. To go to Lambeau Field, especially in fucking January, and try to play football is a whole. It's a whole new ball. It's a whole different ball game. So. Yeah, it it they worry me, and I they do. Trust me, I lost my playoffs because Aaron Rodgers sucks. Like if I could have got normal, oh. average Aaron Rodgers, I win. But Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, he's a lot like, and a lot of people say this. Him and Russell Wilson, in some ways, are a lot the same. And the fact that a lot of times they do just enough. Statistically, they are nowhere near the same. Well, no, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers has way more touchdowns and way more yards and fewer—not a whole lot, but a fewer interceptions through the same span. Does he? Yeah. Okay. That he was one of the originators of just throw the ball away. Yeah. Which is what Russ has done, you know. But still, I mean, it's one of those that I mean. However, they... I hate Aaron Rodgers with purple passion. Oh yeah. The guy has right. rubbed me wrong since he was at Cal. And then watching his ugly mug cry for 25 draft picks when he didn't get picked number one by San Francisco, you know, I don't F him. Yeah. F Aaron Rodgers. Go Hawks. I think it'll be a good game no matter what. Go Hawks. And I'm loving God. I forgot how much I love Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah. Marshawn Lynch's speeches are already back in form. His quotes to the media well, the one thing is a lot of people are like, well, he didn't do a whole lot. And I'm like, watch that touchdown run. Yeah. He gets stuffed yeah. at the, what, two-yard line? He's running behind the line that is shittier than the line yeah. he played with when he was here the first time, which was shitty. But now all those guys are hurt, and they're even shittier. I mean, one, Philadelphia has the third or fourth-ranked rushing defense. Yeah. So it's not like they're schlubs at it. They're no. good. And then we have three starters out on the offensive line. Poor Joey Hunt stood zero chance. No, against uh, God what was his name? The, Malcolm the, Brown? No. Oh no, the guy that freaking kept killing him all damn Cox. Game. Cox, yeah, yeah. And they showed highlights in the first game where he just mowed him over. 
No. Didn't get any better second game. No. Joey Hunt somehow didn't get taller than 5'8 yeah. in those few weeks. Um, well, and it's one of those things, like I said, though, but, I mean, you watch that run. He gets stuffed at, like, the two-yard line. Mm-hmm. And any other quarterback or running back, that's it. Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. Did you see? I don't I don't know which lineman it was, but one of the linemen came and jumped and pushed. Like, flew through the air and pushed. And then, at that point, all Marshawn had to do was turn and kind of leap himself yeah but that offensive lineman came in like he would have pushed anybody in with the force he came in with if not broke him yeah um but but, i still think he looks good yeah his well his interviews are great he had that nice what 25 yard reception too you know with that stiff arm where he made that dude oh he caught a lot more passes than people think there's a lot of people you just don't remember it there's a lot of people just talking sports radio you know it's i guess you just don't really think we're like oh he doesn't catch passes he averaged like thirty a season. Yeah. For that's not Christian McCaffrey good, but nobody is. No, thirty receptions for a running back is pretty good. Yeah. You know, especially a Seahawk team. I guess you just never really thought about him. But even in his in receptions, you thought about the runs. Yeah, but even the last few times we the fa- last few years we had him, he wasn't all by himself. They had the Thomas Rawls experiment where they were, you know, because yeah. that that last year I think I think it was the last year Marshawn was here. Rawls ended up with like 600 yards in four games or something. And so they were, you know, yeah. rotating and all that shit. It is what it is. We'll see how, uh, we'll see how this weekend go. Football couldn't have got any better last weekend. No. One, it was amazing to watch. I watched, I watched the end of the Houston Buffalo game. That's when we got to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Which was fucking awesome. No. And I didn't even, it, I didn't even have a dog in the fight. But I didn't either. But I was a kid that rooted for Buffalo. I loved the I loved yeah. the '90s Bills. I loved Jim Kelly, Andre Reid, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith. Like I loved that team. Yeah, and that was me. I didn't have a dog in the fight. I was just and, I liked it was good football. And then they lose four Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, and I was heartbroken every year. I had no point in rooting for the Hawks. Those were the years we were going yeah. two and fourteen and drafting Rick Meyer, which made me cry as much as Buffalo losing yeah. a Super Bowl. Um, and then. And I, but I have nothing against Houston. No. I mean, Houston gave us to Jamie Clowney. Yeah, I, mean, the one I, I thing love. I, have to say, I love Watkins. That, I that last couple plays with Deshaun Watson, when he gets hit, how does he not fucking? If it honestly, if that other guy hadn't hit him, he would have went down. Yeah. But it's almost like the other guy hit him and knocked, stood him back knocked, up and knocked the other guy off of him. Yeah, stood him back up, knocked the other guy off him, and he spun out and, yeah. and made a great throw. The only thing is, is honestly watching that and then watching. And I mean, you know, of course, I'm a Seahawks fan and I love Russell Wilson. But it made me really love my quarterback because Deshaun Watson, his speech, somebody needed to be great, so why not me? And then Russell Wilson never once used the word me, I. It was all we, 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 yeah. we. Yeah. And it's just, it's that's what I love about. But it, that didn't that didn't bother me about Watson either. I mean, it just it was one of those. Yeah, I just team noticed playing it. like shit. Oh, they did play like shit, but yeah. their running backs are old. Mm-hmm. They're not very good. I mean, he doesn't have to come out and say it. You just I don't think know. they're going much farther. I mean, <laughs> you have Carlos Hyde no. as one of your running, but like I thought he retired. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I thought he. I was like, he's still playing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I mean, really, they have him and Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, you know, I. I mean, and he's right. Nobody else was stepping up. No, and I mean, and it he came did down good. to him having to win the game. Yeah. Now he said it, which doesn't bother me. If he if he says it every week and he says it in a bragging fashion and he says, but 
to me, I took it as we weren't playing good. Yeah, somebody, somebody had, had to be great. Why not me? Yeah. You know, if let's say all of a sudden Carlos Hyde broke off for 100 yards in the last quarter in overtime, he would have said, you know, we weren't playing good. Somebody had to be great. Thank God Carlos stepped up. Yeah. You know, you Which don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I watch enough of them to really know if that's a normal thing for him. Yeah, or he's if it was a just pretty. That. He's not a cocky dude. Okay. He's. I think it's just I'm used to seeing some of the other quarterbacks that are cocky, like Cam Newton. That no, guy needs to be dropped off no. the bridge. Dude's pretty legit. Pretty good dude. Uh, they have a lot of stories. He dude came up rough and really, really humble man. Just watching some of these documentaries. Okay. Uh, was it last year that he broke his sternum? I think so. And couldn't fly. And so he took a bus to every game so he could play. So he wouldn't be able to practice during the week because all of a sudden he had a four-day bus trip across country. Jesus. Yeah. And he'd show up and play with a flak jacket on, but the air pressure flying was too much for his broken sternum. Oh. Like, dude's pretty legit. Yeah, that's... See, I didn't know that story. And that's it. And he also... A lot of those I don't see. I think he's also broken like two or three seasons of most times being sacked. Oh, yeah. He gets hit hard. Like, you know, he plays behind a pretty shitty offensive line. Yeah, he does. Um, but, no, it was. I mean, that was a good game. I caught the, I think, the second half. Josh Allen totally went Matt Hasselbeck. I remember when Matt Hasselbeck used to get surrounded and just throw a ball over his head blindly, and he had that one where he, I, th- I think he thought he was lateral in it. Nobody there. Like the guy had to jump backwards and knock it out of bounds so they didn't lose the ball. He threw to his fucking fullback and double coverage. Yeah. He ran twenty yards back on a fourth and twenty seven. Like it just it reminded me of when we first got Matt Hasselbeck. And he was running for his life every day? Well he just wasn't good. He no. wasn't smart. No. Like and that was the thing about Hasselbeck. He wasn't he became smarter. Mm. But also too is when you had that offensive line where he had time. He was amazing. But even bef- he always had that offensive line. Oh, yeah. He was always behind Jones and Hutch. He didn't have that problem. True. But if you remember the first two or three years he was here, he was continually getting benched for Dilfer. Yeah. Because he just made boneheaded, like, what the fuck went through your noggin to think <laughs> this was okay? Yeah. <clears throat> and it used to make me sick. It made me more sick watching that every Sunday. Not knowing what Hasselbeck was gonna, how he was gonna fuck it up, than it does watching these three score games every Sunday. When you know, oh my God, are we gonna pull it out or not? Like, yeah. what's happening here? No, yeah, you know. Um, but that, yeah, that was good. Then watching, I, I did watch the, the 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 next game, which was amazing. The Patriots lose. Yes, we we watched the start of that. I watched the whole thing, and I mean, it was just. And I'll be honest, I mean. Derrick Henry's a monster. Oh, Henry's a monster. They, they and that's pretty much what the Titans did. They're like, here, here you go, Derrick. Yeah, through the whole game, and it's one of those. A lot of people are like, well, they didn't do. It. They did enough to win. That's what they needed to do, and they knew that here's our game plan. We're gonna hand it to Derrick Henry, and the fucker's gonna run you're down the field. You're playing a great passing defense. Yeah, and you're playing a team who's not very good offensively. No, and that was it. They, and Take they knew the that. ball out of their hands, mm-hmm. and. Hope Henry breaks one or two of them, mm-hmm. and, and that was it. I mean, because it was one of those things. Because the running game, they're kill, they're eating the time. Yeah, and they took they took control of the ball, and they just my had favorite him run. And, and go. like I said, I didn't watch it. I just caught all the highlights and stuff. But my favorite is the Mike Vrabel taking 
delay a game after delay a game to take mm-hmm. time off the clock was fucking phenomenal. Well, and the best part was, too, is because you're looking at, I mean, what's his name, the freaking coach? Belichick. Belichick losing his fucking mind because he took a delay a game, and then they took... Clock starts back up. Yeah, and then the clock starts back up, and then they took a... Um, Another one, right? No, it was a false start. And then they're like, well, if we do it again, does that going to... Because there's a penalty at some point. And they're like, eh. And then New England got a uh, uh, neutral zone infraction. And then they're like, now it starts over. So <laughs> so they did it again. Yeah. Bel- yeah, he I, was like losing his fucking mind. He's like, ah! He learned it from Belichick. Yeah, I know. And that's what they were saying. They're like... Belichick has pulled that move, and Vrabel was a Patriot forever. Yeah. Like, fantastic. And that's what they were talking about. Like, it was something like at the last, like, out of the last four times he's met people that were were a Patriot under him or were a coach under him, they beat him. Yeah. And it's one of those things. I mean, Tom Brady, I mean, did he look really bad? Not really. I mean, he looked like Tom Brady, but he just, there was nothing to go to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's hurting for weapons, but he also doesn't have the same arm strength anymore. No. And he's... He's losing. Um, I did watch Sunday's games. The Saints? We watched the Saints and the Vikings. What did you think of Hill? That guy was fucking just going. That guy's been amazing all year. I know, but it was that just... That guy tore us up. I just... It was one of those things I'm watching. I'm like, what the fuck? When we that lost bomb? week five or whatever yeah. it was, yeah, he tore us up. That bomb that he threw? Well, he's a quarterback. I know. He's a quarterback. He's a, Then he caught a touchdown, and then he ran for what he was blocking on one of the other touchdowns, yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's like, what the fuck doesn't this guy do? I and also s- don't agree. I don't think that was offensive pass interference on the final touchdown. No. Uh, but it's one of those things, too, they were talking about. I guess they said that uh, that was somebody, Sean Payton or what is that? Sean Payton, yeah. He wanted somebody for a position that to do exactly what he's doing, and they actually reached out to Tebow, and Tebow was like, yeah, no, I, I don't want to do that. That's not a position I want to play. Yeah. And he'll just well, Tebow wanted it. to just be quarterback. He yeah. made that. There was a few teams. Uh, the Patriots, when the Patriots signed Tebow, they signed him hoping to make him a tight end because yeah. they signed him right after the guns or uh, the murderer. Yeah, Hernandez. Uh, Hernandez. Yeah, they signed him right after Hernandez, and that's what they wanted him to do. And he said, "It's quarterback or nothing." No, he goes, I, "I'll even be third string quarterback, but that's all I'm doing. Like I'm a quarterback." I mean, why would he? It's what you want to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if your job right now said, you know what, you're going back to driving truck. You're no. still going to pay me? No, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm not going back to driving truck now. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. I'm not a truck driver anymore. No. This is no. why I've worked and where I want to be. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, yeah, I get it. Same type of thing. Not only that, you move them to that slash position, you don't make quarterback dollars. True. You probably don't even make second string quarterback dollars. No. Because you don't have enough stats to... Bonuses. You don't have enough stats to get top-tier wide receiver money or top-tier tight end money, even though those are the two positions you're playing, or top-tier running back money, and you're sure as hell not getting top-tier quarterback money when you're only throwing 10 passes... A season. A season. Yeah. You know, but the the importance of a backup quarterback, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I think, was making $10 million this year. Yeah. Hill's not. I can tell you that right now. You know, and Tebow wouldn't have either if he would have signed on yeah, as a true. pass catcher. You sign on as a backup, especially if you're a backup with a proven track record that you can win games, which, don't get me wrong, Tebow was not a good quarterback, but he was a fucking winner. Yeah. Even in the pros, he was a fucking winner. He's going to get 8 to $10 million to yeah. hold a clipboard. That's true. 
Why take hits as a shitty tight end? Tebow's throwing passes over the middle and knows that he's fucked his receivers over by doing so. Like, you know, why yeah. why take those hits and get paid $1.2 million a year? Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. Not only that, he's got baseball where he doesn't get hit at all. And they signed him to a decent contract for being a minor leaguer. Hey, why Just not? Just because of the name. Well, they knew what tickets he would sell. Oh, yeah. You know, but... They'll make the money back in tickets. Yeah. Yeah, no, I watched that game. That was a pretty good game. And, I mean, it was one of those, I mean, Kirk Cousins stepped up when he needed to, you know, and the, the team did. And, I mean, I agree. I don't think it was passing. I think it was. It was hand fighting. It was hand fighting, which is normal. It was, he pushed off with one arm, and the fucking dude grabbed on with two. Like, yeah. what do you do? You know? I mean, it, it could have gone. You throw a flag on each one and just make him do the play over again. Like, that's the only yeah. thing I would have accepted. Yeah, because and that's it too. Because it's one of those. I mean, there could be an argument either if they would have come out and said, "Okay, pass interference," you know, offensive pass interference. There would have been people on the other side saying, "Look at what he did. That's defensive pass interference." So, I mean, it's kind of yeah. it could have gone either way, and just yeah, just let the play go. I, I know it looks bad because of the way New Orleans has gone the last few years and the shit that's happened to them. Yeah, that one last year was egregious. Oh, that horrible. one was yeah, that one no, was obvious. No there was no, you know, and then the walk off Minnesota did to him the year before where their cornerback had got called for a couple penalties already and didn't want to, and he stopped and let the guy catch the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but good game. And yeah. uh, to be honest, I didn't have a dog in that fight. I like New Orleans. Minnesota doesn't bother me. Like, I don't, I'm okay either yeah. way. But Seahawk-wise, Minnesota winning, we still now have a chance to host the NFC Championship. If Minnesota, if Minnesota beats, beats San Francisco and we beat Green Bay, and it would be the first time a five and six are in the championship, yeah, and then you'll be coming here. I almost, I, th- I think just for the NFL now, that I think about this, it would almost be, it would have almost been better if we go to San Francisco this week, and Minnesota goes to. I mean, just think of the you have the rivalry that is by far renewed, yeah, with Seattle. And San Francisco, Francisco, and you have a rivalry that's never stopped between Green Bay and Minnesota being in the same division and everything else. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I think a lot of people nationwide would be tuning into those games. Now, you still have, which has become a pretty good rivalry, especially quarterback-wise between Wilson and Rodgers, you still have that game. Yeah. But I, I don't, I think a lot of people have already written Minnesota off. Hey, they got lucky one game. They're not going to do it against the Niners. I don't know. They've we're not going to watch this game. Yeah. I can see it. And last weekend they actually broke records for largest wild card weekend in the ratings ever. Yeah. But look at I mean you had two overtime games. Mm-hmm. You had the fall of the Patriots. They said there, there which been the whole over- country besides New England was watching. Yeah. There hasn't been an overtime game since what 2012? I think they said. I don't remember on wild card weekend. I think they said it was like 2012 was the last wild card weekend. The the only. <laughs> fucking playoff game I remember with the overtime is that stupid fucking Matt Hasselbeck again. We want the ball and we're going to score. We won the coin toss. He talks into the ref's microphone and says, we want the ball and we're going to score. The next play he throws a pick six. Yeah. Yeah. That was against Green Bay. Yeah. In it. Lambeau. Yeah. Fucking Hasselbeck. Thanks a lot, Hasselbeck. You fucking schmutz. Oh, I love that guy, but still. I'll say the last <laughs> one I could really think of was Tebow against fucking 
Because we were just talking about it, but Debo against the Steelers. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was it, like the second play of freaking overtime, or was it the first? Whatever, one or two, first or second play, freaking throws like, what, an 80-yard bomb yeah. for a freaking touchdown? Yeah, I remember that. That was to, uh, dude played for the Jets this year. Um, I don't remember his name. I just remember it was just like, everyone was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Because he hadn't thrown more than like a 10-yard pass same dude, all game. That was the same dude that uh, Cam Chancellor lit up in the first quarter of the Super Bowl. And the dude didn't want to play anymore, and I can't think of his name uh, right now. But yeah, yeah. So there's, I mean, there should be good games this weekend. You got there should be now. You got Tennessee is going to Kansas City. No, no. Tennessee's going to Baltimore. Baltimore. Which I mean, I, Baltimore's fucking killing it. They are. But if if Henry can get going and keep yeah. the ball out of their hands, yes, and that's going to be that's going to be what they need to do. You know, they need to get Henry running and keep the. I mean, keep the ball. I don't think they'll win. I don't think so either, but, but I mean, Baltimore's that's their, been... You get another 180 yards. If you get another 180 yards out of Henry, that means that you kept the score close, and you got a chance. Yeah. Um, that's going to be their chance. And then uh, who's going to Kansas City then? Uh, uh, why that's am I, Texans. Texans. <sighs> so Saturday you got the, the early game, the 135 Eastern, is the Vikings and Niners. And then the five... 15 game is the Titans and Ravens. Yeah. And then the Sunday. NFC games on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday you got the Texans and the Chiefs in the morning. And then the Seahawks and Packers in the afternoon. Yeah, we'll see. Which is interesting how we keep ending up being the last. I could see that that Texan-Kansas City being a complete shootout. Yeah. Because I don't think either one of their defenses are all that good. And, and they haven't been. The Chiefs, I know the Chiefs defense hasn't been great this year because they've really just been. Well, the last four games, guy they've locked it down. Clark oh. Clark has been tearing it up the last four or five yeah. weeks. Um, but they've had a week off now. Yeah. Sometimes that hurts. It can. All of a sudden, you were in your, you're in your groove. You know, you got your timing down, especially for a pass rusher. You got your timing down. You're coming off the ball quick. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you got a week off, you know. I'm hoping the Vikings lay it into the 49ers. I, I do, too, but... We'll see. You're going to wear your husky purple this weekend? Root the pack the to, bikes on? I'll have to go buy some husky purple. Yeah, buddy. So Yeah, see, it helps us all out. So who who you, who you, what's your predictions? Vikings and 49ers. I'll tell you right now, because I think I actually, I believe that's the NBC game. It is. I've been doing this NBC uh, mm-hmm. boom fantasy, and every week they have their game. Yeah, the Sunday night football game, and uh, the one they do, and they have to give away a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so they come up with uh, predictions, and one of the predictions is first touchdown of the game, and they say Dalvin Cook, Mostert, Diggs, Kittle, Kyle Rudolph, any other Forty Nine er player or any other Viking player. Diggs. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> um. I said any other San Francisco player. But down at the end, you have total points scored. I said between 39 and 47. And I the last one is who wins and by how much. And I have the Vikings winning by between four and six. See, I'm thinking the Vikings are going to get it by a field goal. A field goal or less. It's going to be a last, like, I, I think it's going to be a walk-off. Wow. Yeah. A walk-off win. It's going to be a walk-off field goal or a walk-off, you know, touchdown. 
walk off, huh? Yeah. Well, even I mean, honestly, they could be down by four or three, right? And throw that touchdown and win by four, so I could still be, yeah. you know. So I think it's going to be a, a walk. It's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout at all. It's really going to be. Jimmy Garoppolo's never played in a big game. No. I mean, you have your primetime games or whatever. No. But he's never played in a big game, and the biggest game so far to his career would have been Week Seventeen against the Hawks, and they won. But did Garoppolo beat us? No. Not really. Not really. No. And I think the Vikings defense are going to give them best. Some very poor play clock management beat us. Yeah. Beat us. Um, but I think the Vikings defense is going to give him fits. So and we don't know seen... We don't know what he's going to do. And Kirk Cousins only has one good win under his belt. Like one yeah. primetime, big-time game, and that was last weekend. Well, and that's it. I think it's going to come down to the defenses because I think the Vikings defense is going to give Garoppolo fits. And we've seen in the first time that the Seahawks played the, the Niners, you start put, giving him too much pressure and Garoppolo started having issues. Yeah. So who knows? I'm hoping the Vikings, like I said, I think it's going to be a close one. But that fucking Bosa, that dude's going to make Cousins, and Cousins can't run. Yeah, no, he can't. He'll make Cousins run for his life yeah. a lot. And that's going to be the thing that I think is going to be the – I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Yeah, we'll I think see. it's going to be close. No, I think it will. I, I just do. I just do. They, the uh, Niners have been injury-prone, especially on the defensive side all year, where they it may not be long injuries, but Sherman's been hurt a few times where he goes out in the first or second quarter and he's done for the game, Yeah, but he's coming back the next week type thing. You know, if something like that happens, where now all of a sudden you're back to having Diggs and Thielen – that aren't covered by Richard Sherman. Yeah. You know, because right now, whoever's not lined up on Sherman is probably who's going to see the majority of the targets. So you know where the ball's going. Yeah. But you get rid of that other side, too. Now you've got And that. now you have the guessing again. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I do have I do have Vikings picked for that one. I think the Vikings um, are going to take it. What do you got on Titans and Ravens? Do I want to go with my heart or smart? I'm I'm going Ravens. I mean, I like Tennessee. I like what they did, but I, I, unless they—that's the smart. Unless they can, if they can get Derek, if Tennessee can get Derrick Henry going and keep the ball out of the Ravens' hands, I have a soft spot for Tennessee, but it's it's the Tennessee of old, the old Steve McNair, yeah. Eddie George. Yeah, you know. Uh, I loved Steve McNair. I thought he was fantastic. One of my favorite players ever. Um, I'll take I'll take the Ravens. I just have to. Yeah. If if it's a if it's a bet, money on the line, I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah. What about Texas and in Kansas City? I think that's going to be a shootout. Either way, I mean, it's going to be. I think that's going to be eat both <coughs> teams with more than thirty points. It could be. And I think that's going to be another close one. I'm going to take Houston. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Houston too, but I, and it's not going to be by much. It's going to be another close one, but I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I don't have a reason other than Andy Reid's teams off the bye aren't very good. No, never have been historically. Uh, they don't have much of a running game right now. Besides Mahomes. The- didn't look all that well in the playoffs last year. No. 
We'll see. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say Houston just for... Just for fun? Yeah. All right, and then, of course, Hawks and Packers. Packers. What? I'm going to throw shit at you. I, hard or smart, man. Hard or smart. No, it's going to be... I think it's going to be another close game, but I think it's going to be... I think the Hawks are going to pull it out in the end. I think Aaron Jones is going to have 190 yards on us. Whatever. So. And... I'm not sure that there's 190 yards left in Marshawn. Yeah, no. And if Travis Homer plays anything like he did last week, depends on what Travis Homer shows up. Yeah, I mean, we if get Travis Homer 17 from 17 against the Niners, I like it. Where we can just use Marshawn 10, 12, 13 carries. We get Travis Homer that we had last week. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm okay. Travis Homer, when they're piling on the run like the Eagles did, that was horrible. He's not big enough to push. No. And with as bad as our offensive line is, you don't get a whole lot of time. That's why ProSize hasn't done great. Yeah, you don't get a whole lot of time to cut. No. You have to be able to shed that first tackler and then get a little space so you can cut. Well, yeah, and that's Carson. When Carson first started, he tried being that cut guy and everything, and it didn't work. Yeah. And then when, you know, freaking Peak, it's like, okay, you need to be a beast. You need to be a Marshawn. Plow through him. All of a sudden, he started doing better. Yeah, there's a time and a place. And CJ, and I, like I said, that's why I think CJ Prosize has always been an issue because he's quick. Well, if you get him out and open, he's gone. Okay. But if you hit him, he's going to break like a little freaking. He, he can't stay healthy anyways. No, that's what I mean. You hit him, he's going to break. He's got just as many injuries from not being hit. No. That he, he's just, he's one of those unfortunate souls. Yeah, where he can't stay healthy. Yeah. Because when he was playing and he was good, healthy, if he got open, he was gone. Yeah, but. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but you can't get on the field. You can't get open. Exactly. So, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Hawks, but I don't like it. I don't like it either. But I I have my. But how many other times has there been? They've gone into something, and you've been. I don't like it. Beast mode. Come on, think back to Beastquake. We weren't even supposed to be in that game, and we beat New Orleans. Yeah, but it was at home. You had other things going for you. But see that the, honestly, honestly, that's one thing I was talking to him about the other day. This year, fuck being at home because we have sucked at home. I understand that. This, but year, I know. But we're going into that's Lambeau. That's never happened before. No, and we're going into Lambo, which is a whole, like you said, a whole different. Yeah, it's. I mean, Philly's a tough crowd to play in front of. They're assholes. They're whatever. But they really did not like Clowney making fun of Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> They also, I. Somebody got their panties in a wad on that one. I saw a bunch of stuff. I like, think oh my god! I, I just don't think of him as a, a huge get behind your team crowd. No, I mean this is even the when same they were crowd in the Super that booed Super, that booed fucking Santa Claus. Yeah, you know, even when they were in the Super Bowl, it didn't really seem like they were. Yeah, it's just. I I don't know. I don't know if it's shock that their team is in the playoffs. I don't know what it is, but it's just they don't worry me. San Francisco doesn't worry me. Like no. going in into San Francisco doesn't worry me. Uh, Kansas City would be one going into Arrowhead would yeah. be of concern. Uh, go if we would have had to go into New Orleans, the Super or not Superdome. The uh, what the hell's the dome down there called? Isn't the Superdome? I thought the Superdome was. It is the Superdome. What's I thought the Superdome was Atlanta. Uh, I thought that was. This, I don't remember. Anyways, I could be wrong. But New Orleans is a tough place to play. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it is the Superdome. The Georgia Dome was Atlanta. The no, Atlanta, no, Georgia. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, but I think those, like, if it, not that it would happen because two different divisions or conferences, but like Tennessee, like I'm thinking playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Tennessee wouldn't have bothered me. No. New England wouldn't have bothered me. Um, Baltimore doesn't bother, like, going there doesn't, like, I don't have that fear, like, no. dude, you're not going to beat them at home. Well, that's the thing. There, there, there are certain teams that you go into their home and it's a completely different atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, it's like people when they come here to Seattle, it's a completely different, you know, and, you know. We're losing that. You want to know why we're losing that? We're losing that because these fucking punks that have season tickets, yet when they decide they don't want to go to a game, instead of calling up or true Hawk fans and selling tickets for ticket price. Oh, they're freaking asking way. They they decide that they're going to pay for their season tickets by upcharging a ticket. Mm-hmm. And the only people that can afford those are rich business people. That are simply going because it's status quo to go to a Seahawks game. Yeah, it's a status thing. They're not going to cheer. They're not going to scream. They're not going to yell. They're not going because they live, eat, and breathe blue and green. They've overpriced the average Joe. I know a girl who went to three straight Seahawks games in a suite. In a suite, or two of them in a suite, one of them 100 level. Had all the fancy Russell Wilson jersey and blah, 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 blah. Yet last weekend when you were in the playoffs, she wasn't watching on TV. She was roller skating or, no, Science Center. Yeah, no, that's, and see, that's me. I mean, like, I'm you're not those, a fan. That's why, honestly, why I got the XFL tickets for the, the Dragons. Because I'm like, I have, I love football. I love watching football. But I don't have enough money to spend. Because I wanted to go because the, the, what, the first game that we played the 49ers? Yeah. Oh, no. Which one? The sec- One of the games. Whatever game. Or maybe it was the Vikings. Whatever game was on the second. There was a game on my birthday here in Seattle. And I'm like, I want to go to that for my birthday. And I looked online, and it was 150 bucks per seat. Yeah, that's asking price now. To go. And I'm like, fuck that amount. Nope. Like, that's... Don't get me wrong. I can't afford many of them. But if they were that price, if I could get them for that price for a game I want to go to... That, because I, I wouldn't necessarily spend 150 bucks to go play fucking the Dolphins. No, like I I don't care. You know, fuck that. But like San Francisco, if they would have kept ticket prices the same, and it's not just the people, but so all the the game was sold out anyways. Yeah, it has been for months before we knew anybody was going to be good. Anything yeah. like that, just because that's how yeah. how tickets go. So you could either buy them independently from people, or you could buy them on those resale sites. Cheap seats on the resale site for that San Francisco game were seven hundred dollars. Jesus, like I can't afford that. No, I can't afford like three hundred dollars would take a huge chunk out of my kids getting anything for a while for me to go to a Niners game, but I wouldn't do it. No, you know, and that's it for me. Is it's one of those I, I look at it when I only I'm, pick one game a year that I want to go to, or can you know that I'm like, okay, I'll make sure I afford to go to this. Yeah, it's it's a shame. It is, and that was my biggest thing is it's like I, I wanted to go, but then it's like, and honestly, once I saw the Dragons and I'm like, you know, I love football and I've loved going to football games, but I can think of so many better things to do with that $300. Yeah, I saw... And my wife doesn't even like to fucking go to... I mean, she likes to watch football, but she doesn't like to be cold, so... Yeah. I saw an article before the Niners game 
Like, I'm going to have to find someone to go with me to that first XFL game. Talking about, you know, hey, when you're at the game today, be fucking loud. You know, 80% of the fans are... 80% of the fans are cheering and only 20% of them are loud. That's because there's only 20% of real fans anymore because yeah. it's all become business. It has. The people you sell it to is for business. The people mm-hmm. going are business people. You know, it's it's not there for the fans anymore. No. At all. No, it's not. And it's, it's Where the ridiculous. fuck were you people when they were playing in Husky Stadium? Mm-hmm. When they were shit. And you had to sit in the pouring rain. That's when I had season tickets. Where yeah. the fuck were all you guys then? Nowhere. 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 But they move into the new stadium, and my seats went from, I was paying 250 for the pair a season. A season. And it jumped up to like Mm -hmm. $700. And they weren't even good that first season in the stadium. No. It was the Vikings game. But it jumped up to 700 Yeah. And now I think they're close to two grand. For the cheapest seats you can get season tickets for, like a grand a piece yeah. per seat, I I can't afford that. No, and that's it. They priced out the normal average fan. Yeah, and that's it. It's one of those you know. I went to because I went to a couple games when they're in the kingdom, like ninety four or ninety five, and then I didn't go again. You know, I still watch them on TV and everything else. I just didn't have a, a group of friends that really went, so I just never really went to games until all of a sudden me and Amber had been married a few years. I'm like, oh, I want to start going to games. And all of a sudden I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's expensive. Yeah. You know, and at that time we didn't have money to spend. Amber, like I said, Amber doesn't like to be cold, so she's not going to want to. It's going to have to be. I'm going to have to find someone to go with me, you know, because you don't want to go alone. That's weird. Yeah. You know, and it's just, yeah, so it was one of those. And now this year I'm like, okay, we kind of have money now. Last year, but, when my son-in-law bought me a ticket in the standing room only section, it was one hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah. Standing room only. No, no, it was it's ridiculous because, like I said, I wanted to go for my birthday, but I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. Because, like I said, for the first XFL game, which is what the weekend after, which actually no, it's the two weekends after Super Bowl, because we don't have a home game till yeah that first weekend. I know Amber's not going to go. <laughs> So, if anybody wants to go to that game, let me know. I've got seats. <laughs> Section 118, three rows up. It's pretty good. There you go. They're good seats. I was I was actually shocked. At, Are you in the end zone? Yeah, I'm in the end zone. Yeah. Um, it's row 118, or Section 118, like row, I think it's G or something, but the rows don't start until E, so I'm only like three, and it's right on the, what, the west side entrance. So, as they come out on the field... That West Side Tunnel. Yeah, I'm right next to it. Oh, there you go. So, hell yeah. So I mean, they're pretty good seats. I, I need to go get. I need to get a jersey though. I need a jersey or something so I I don't look like a weirdo. Well, with right. your season tickets, you get the 25 percent off at the team right. store. Did you get season tickets? Uh, no, not yet. I'm waiting for some funds to come in. Go 118. is a pretty good shot. I like that area. Um, I'm supposedly got a prepaid credit card coming that I won through work a month and a half ago. Hasn't shown yes. up yet. Uh, fantasy good job, football. Ron. I have fantasy football money I won. Hasn't shown up yet. Uh, it's not Ron. It's corporate. I know, but I, I, like, a, I like yelling at Ron. I want a company-wide. I'm hoping wide. he's listening so I can say, fuck off, Ron. I want no. a company-wide thing. Nice. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, on a somber note, we'll end with, uh, last week we told you that comedy wasn't booked yet for Imbibe. And no. the day after I got an email, and we have been suspended from monthly comedy. We will be doing uh, quarterly comedy starting in March. The first show will be March 25th. 
and it'll be Gabriel Rutledge. Nice. So we'll go with that. Um, again, no comedy in January or February. We're back again in March. Good thing they started charging that five bucks. I mean, it just really helped out. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. Um, and you have comedy tomorrow. I do. Um, it's the the second edition of the Sherry's Unmentionables. We did the first one at Imbibe. Um, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Cole Street Brewery. Um, I'm going up. Uh, Chelsea Toll. Sleazy Vegetable Joe. And there's a fourth one that I keep forgetting who that is. A guy named Sleazy Vegetable in a uh, sex toy comedy show. I'd go see it. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a fun group. I, I know I've got a group that comes there all the time that says they're going to have the biggest crowd crowd they brought. So it should be should be a fun show. There you so, go. And then I've got next that's month. F- that's free tomorrow. That is free. At Cole Street Brewery. Yeah, it's a good place. It's a good show. Should be good. Um, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, uh, remember to watch the Hawks this weekend. Oh, yeah. Should go be Hawks. a uh, good, good game. Remember to be excellent to each other. Hug the ones you love. And we will see you next week. See you next week.